Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. John chapter 1 verses 43 through 51. Wherever you live right now, think about a nearby town or neighborhood or region that your own town looks down on. It seems like pretty much every place has a rivalry of sorts with somewhere else. So think about that place. Who does your hometown look down on? And the people who live in that town, you're better than them, right? We look down on those people. We're obviously better than them. We live here and they live there. So what more evidence do we need? We're better. We see a little bit of this dynamic at play in these verses. When Nathanael is first told about Jesus of Nazareth, he responds with, Nazareth? Sense the sarcasm there. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Nazareth was a tiny town, probably a few hundred people, up in Galilee, which is the northernmost region of Israel. Whereas the southern part of Israel was considered cosmopolitan and connected, the north was considered backwards, slow, full of unintelligent and uninspired people. Jerusalem, the city of the south, was where kings lived and where the prophets ministered. So how could anything that God was doing start in such an unlikely place like Nazareth? It underscores the prejudices that Jesus would be fighting against his whole ministry. And what's more, it's one more proof that Jesus came in the most unlikely and surprising way possible. Not as a prince, born to a king, raised in a palace, educated by the brightest theological minds of the day, majestic in his appearance as he ministered in the grand city of Jerusalem, the city of kings and prophets. No, a common person, born in a stable, Raised in a lower-class family, in a backwater town, in a backwards region, educated as a carpenter, not a theologian, thoroughly normal-looking, as most of his ministry takes place in small towns and in the countryside. Jesus was different than anyone expected. And in him, God was proving that he doesn't need systems and programs and expectations of the world in order to accomplish anything. By using the most humble and unassuming means possible, God achieved the most incredible things that creation has ever seen. God doesn't require anything excellent or extraordinary for his tools. God is extraordinary. He himself can bring the extraordinary. We don't need to be extraordinary. We just need the extraordinary God with us. 
And this might be part of what's being suggested when Jesus talks at the end of today's verses about seeing heaven open and about angels ascending and descending. This would seem to be a clear reference to Jacob in Genesis 28. Jacob has a dream and there's a ladder and angels ascend and descend upon him, speaking to him and encountering him. And when he wakes up, he is a completely different man. He acknowledges that God's presence was there and he names that place where he had the dream Bethel, which means house of God, the place where God dwells. In Jesus, God has dwelled with us, just like Jacob's encounter had an encounter with God where God dwelled with him. We too have had an encounter with God, and through the most unlikely circumstances, God has met us and changed us. For your consideration today, think of an unusual or an unlikely event or thing or person or whatever that God has used to reveal himself to you. Did you see God at the time or was it only in retrospect? And where might God be trying to reach us through unlikely means in our life today? Let's ponder that as we go about our day. 